Well, welcome Jubilee. Uh, welcome to anyone else who's uh, watching us this morning. My name's Simon, I'm one of the leaders here at Jubilee. And during this time when we are gathering together online, uh, we're looking at uh, a series uh, on the fruit of the Spirit. And it's from a passage in a book in the Bible called The Letter to the Galatians. And uh, in the passage that we're looking at, Paul, the Apostle Paul who wrote the letter, is writing about what the Christian life looks like. And he's describing it as fruit. E.g. you plant a fruit tree, you're going to get fruit, you're going to get apples and pears and stuff like that. You, you become a Christian and the result's going to be fruit. It's going to be love, joy, peace, patience, like on our passage. Uh, so let's read it this morning. Galatians 5, 16 to 26. So I say, live by the Spirit and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you do not do whatever you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. We'll stop there and not read the rest of the passage. So we looked at love last week and this week we're going to look at joy. Joy. When I was a teenager, I had a friend in my uh, church youth group and his name was Jonathan. And Jonathan had a massive crush on one of our other friends called Joy. And we used to tease him. We used to love to tease him. And we used to sing a song in our school assemblies that used to kind of go, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And we used to love singing that to him. Jonathan, you shall go, you shall go out with joy, teasing him knowing you, know, you might not ever really go out with joy. I can't remember if they did or if they didn't. Um, we were so kind back in those days, uh, but we're still friends, so that's okay. Um, but Joy, our friend Joy, was the kind of girl that suited her name. She was bubbly. She was fun to be around. She was the life and soul of any party. She was outgoing. And the problem is that often many of us look at the Christian life and we look at Christian joy and we think actually it's for only people who have a personality like my friend Joy. So we have to have to understand what we mean by joy and it's not how the world understands it. We also have to understand what Paul meant by calling it a fruit of the Spirit. Um, if you've been on Alpha, on our current Alpha course, the, you'll, you'll know a guy called Nicky Gumbel who's in many of the videos. Uh, and Nicky says that people confuse pleasure and joy in the sense that they see um, uh, joy as things of pleasure like holidays and a good book and nice food, experiences that come and they go. And he says that joy is not an emotion that comes and goes, rather it's a deep way of being, a state of mind that is available to everybody. Why, he says, because joy isn't found in things, it's found in a person. That person is Jesus. And guess what? If you're a Christian, 
you are becoming more like Jesus. So that's what's being described in our passage today. When we become a Christian, God's spirit comes and lives in us and he empowers us and he he fills us and he teaches us to live God's way. To become more like Jesus and to have the fruit that's being described in this passage. See, when we become a Christian, we're not suddenly perfect. I hope perhaps you've realised that. Um, It's not as if magically our thoughts and our our actions and our lives suddenly become exactly like Jesus. No, no, it's a journey. It's a journey. This is how the Bible writer Gordon Fee puts it, and I, I think this resonates today in our current situation with our virus. He says this, when we receive the spirit at conversion, divine perfection does not set in, but divine infection does. We've been invaded by the living God himself in the person of his spirit, whose goal is to infect us thoroughly with God's own likeness. And how do we know God's own likeness? We look at Jesus. We look at God in the flesh, God who came to our world and invaded our space. Jesus. And Jesus was full of joy. You know, you think about it. Jesus lived in a time of Roman occupation. Um, If you totaled up all the sickness and oppression and injustice and sorrow and death that Jesus experienced just in his short three years of ministry, that's more than any of us will in a lifetime. Yet, he was joyful. You know, we find, we read about him eating and drinking, going to parties and telling stories and making new friends and teasing uh, people who thought they were better than everyone else. You know, given the circumstances, he expressed a lot of joy. And some of us, some of us have got this idea that Christianity and joy don't go together. Look, let me just speak to our our children and young people just for a minute. Look, just come in a little bit closer. Come in, I just want to speak to you for a minute. You may have read the Narnia stories. You may have read Lion, Witch and Wardrobe or something like that. They were written by a guy called C.S. Lewis. And that's exactly how C.S. Lewis thought of the Christian faith before he became a Christian. He said, if I become a Christian, I'm going to have to give up joy. I'm going to have to give up happiness. And when he did finally become a Christian, actually he found the opposite. He found that he experienced a joy like he'd never experienced before. He was surprised by joy. In fact, that's what he called the book of his early life. He called it surprised by joy. Listen, don't let anyone tell you that joy and following Jesus don't go together. It's not true. It's not true. Listen, today we're living in days in our society where so much of what we found joy in has gone. You know, it's unavailable. It's taken away from us. It's shown to be empty. Much better to find joy in God who never changes, who's never taken away, who's always available to us. And to experience that joy as we become more like Jesus. Secondly, joy is a gift. You've been given a gift. You know, we can sometimes think, well, I'll just experience joy when I'm clever enough or when I've been a Christian long enough or when I become a leader. No, no, joy is a gift and it's given to us. It's not earned. And, and so often uh, in the Bible, um, 
we encounter and experience joy when we realise all that Jesus has done for us. That's how it expresses joy. Look, to be assured that God loves you forever, that he's not going to change his mind, that if you get stuff wrong, he's not going to stop loving you. It's wonderfully joyous. And when I don't experience that joy every day, it's often because I've forgotten what an amazing gift it is. It's good news. And I've thought that I can try and earn it instead. No, it's a wonderful gift. It's the gift of God. Listen, if you're a Christian, salvation means that God hasn't condemned you. Rather, he's rescued you. Rescued you from your sin and from your rejection of him. It's an amazing gift to celebrate together. Perhaps you're not a Christian. Perhaps you wouldn't consider yourself a Christian today. You can receive this gift. You can receive Jesus. You can begin a relationship with Jesus and find that joy. Now, hey, there's information on this page um, and uh, it can tell you more about um, what it means to follow Jesus and become a Christian. I'd love you to click on that and find out more. So joy is a gift, but joy is also a fight. Now, that's an odd way to think about it, isn't it? If I've said it's already a gift, how can it be a fight as well? It's, it's like saying at Christmas, uh, your mum's saying to you, look, here you go, kids, here's all the presents, here's the gifts, but hey, you've got to fight for them first. Actually, I wonder if there might be a few kids that would enjoy that. Um, but, but the Bible is happy to see joy as both. And you know what? Daily living in joy will involve us by the power of the Spirit doing something, being active, Paul says, walk by the Spirit, live by the Spirit. You know, there's an obedience there for us to do. Yes, it's Spirit-filled and it's miraculous, but it's obedience all the same. So, what are some of the reasons that it's a fight? Well, firstly, we're still tempted by sin. See, we read about it in, in this passage, sexual immorality, anger, disagreements with one another. And for Paul, it's not just, just stop that behaviour. Um, that's, he knows that the heart of the problem is much deeper than that. You know, these things, they seek to replace our joy in God. The joy that we should be finding in him. Th- these things, these, these behaviours, they rob our joy in God. Secondly, we live in a broken world. You know, there's sickness, there's disaster, there's difficulty. These can be painful times. You know, in those times, joy can often feel a little more complex Um, and perhaps that's some of the days we're living in today. So what does it look like to fight for joy? Well here's some pointers for you that I think will help. Ask God to fill you with his spirit every day. He loves to give the spirit to you. Ask him, God give me your Holy Spirit so that you might, so that I might live out the joyous life that you've called me to. Be ruthless about sin and passionate about joy. Sin, like I said, wants to rob your joy in God. Imagine when you let sin into your life. Imagine that it comes in carrying one of those black swag bags that that burglars do in cartoons. It's coming in ready to rob your joy in God. You can confess it to God. You can come to him and ask for forgiveness. And you can share with friends. Say, look, can you help me? I'm just struggling in this area. Please help me and pray with me. Secondly, watch what you let in. In this day of social distancing, we can spend a little more time on social media. I have to confess that at the beginning of all this, I was kind of looking through social media, seeing how everyone was getting on and thinking, man, 
Everyone else's stay-at-home experience is miles better than mine. How can this be? Look, I'm not knocking social media. Actually, it helps us stay in touch, doesn't it, with one another. But studies have shown that social media causes us to compare our lives with others, whether that's by looking at it and saying, well, at least I'm not as bad as them, or looking at it going, oh, my life is so much worse than theirs. Whichever way it is, that, the studies show that that can have a negative impact on our mental health and our mental well-being. Watch what you let in. Maybe it's the news. News is everywhere at the moment uh, and uh, we can find it everywhere. We want to stay in touch with what's going on. But do you know what? If we watch it too much and build up anxiety and fear, actually, it's going to rob us of joy. Watch what you let in. But here's the best thing. Here's the best thing to encourage you to recognise joy as a gift and, and to help you fight for joy. It's this. Look to Jesus. This is from Hebrews chapter 12. For the joy that was set before him, that's Jesus, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It was the joy of doing the Father's will. It was the joy of defeating evil. It was the joy of rescuing you and me that led Jesus to the cross. The most perfect act of sacrifice in the cross. Not, not an enjoyable experience, but the Bible tells us it's in pursuit of joy, for the joy set before him. Jesus did that for me and for you. Hey, do you know what? That makes me think, I can, do you know what, Jesus? I want to live for you. I want to live out this Christian life and I can sacrifice for others and serve others because I'm becoming more and more like you in my life. And it's not to win his affection or his attention. No, no, it's because you and I have already earned it through the cross. Listen, Jubilee, I really believe that God is calling us to be a people of joy now more than ever. To be a community that finds our joy in Jesus. And in that joy, we can serve others and we can point people to Jesus. We're becoming more like him. We can rejoice in the gift of joy that he's given us and we're going to fight for joy each and every day. Hey, we're going to respond this morning and there's some questions on this page to help you respond. Things like write down all the things that Jesus has done for us. Take time to thank him and enjoy them. Questions like, you know, what can rob us of our joy? Think about things like that. You know, what are the things right now that might be robbing you of your joy? Pray about them. There's things you can do as a family if you have children. There's a poster you can make. There's an experiment you can do with sweets. Uh, please keep praying for the current situation. Pray for our neighbourhoods, our families, friends, uh, our nation. Um, yeah, that's, thank you so much for listening this morning. And perhaps if you're not a Christian, um, please do check out that link to find out more about what it means to follow Jesus. Thanks for watching.